Welcome to When Life Stops, a podcast on finding new meaning after loss. With your host, Daytola and Stella, we are both moms who have loved and lost. Every week, you would hear more about our stories, relatable interviews, as well as practical tips that you can apply to help you find new meaning after loss. Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to episode three. Hey. Hi Stella, how are Hi, you doing? Hi it's lovely to speak with you again. I know, it's great. Yes. Um, you know, last episode we actually, we touched on, you know, the different myths of grief and what really, you know, people experience when they when they go through loss mm. and if you haven't listened to that episode please go listen to, to it we unpacked a number of myths in that episode that's episode two and so today Stella and I are going to be digging deeper into what grief really is because when we hear the word grief mm. most people attach it to death but let's dive in okay Stella are you ready of course awesome. yeah okay <laughs> So, let's start with the definition of grief. Mm. What would you what definition would you give to grief, Stella? Well, I always say that grief is normal, mm. you know, and it's a natural reaction to significant emotional loss of any kind. Mm. You know, so emotional loss of any mm. kind, mm. and that's mm. what people don't realize. Right. Yeah. It's not just about death and dying. Mm. It's a loss of any kind and mm. your reaction to it yeah that is grief yeah and we will talk about you know different losses later on on mm. the podcast but you're so right um i think society hasn't taught us how to deal with grief that's it and they think it's it's you know unnatural mm. everyone tends to shy, shy away, away from it yeah. but really grief is normal it is and it is natural now there's a second definition of grief which i quite like and it's from the grief recovery method um grief recovery handbook yeah i beg your pardon written by john james and russell fredman and you you will probably hear us talk a bit about this book during you know our podcast um, episode this definition really struck me and I, i will share why it says that grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. Mm. So if I give my mm. own personal example, <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, Stella would share hers as well. Um, when Muraki Caleb was alive, I'd mentioned in episode one that he was diagnosed with Down syndrome. So he had lots of breathing difficulties. Mm. We were in and out of the hospital. I had three other children. Thankfully, my parents were around. Wow. My husband's traveling in and out for work. So a part of me was already thinking, how am I going to cope mm. when my parents leave, yeah. you know? So the conflicting feelings I felt was, you know, when Morakinho died was more around relief. Mm. And it's not something you can necessarily say, say out there. Yeah. I was more relieved for him that he was no longer in pain. that pain of mm. struggling to breathe. And then the relief of, okay, he's in heaven now. Mm. So I don't have to worry about hospital and... Yeah. And the other kids. No, I I felt that as well. You know, I I shared that um, Tamara had uh, a diagnosis. She had an incurable disease. It was called spinal muscular atrophy. And what that meant was that she had to be dependent for 
um, oxygen wow. because she had breathing difficulties. Mm. She couldn't eat because wow. she had a had to be fed with a nasogastric tube. Mm. She couldn't walk. She couldn't, wow. you know, do most of the things that mm. children her age could do. Mm. And I was glad to take on that role yeah, of mom. Of you know, like yeah. you know, your mom. You don't. You know, I didn't realize mm. the depth of care yeah. and all that had gone into looking after this child, mm. you know. And so when she died, mm. you know, there was that relief. Mm. Oh, she doesn't have to suffer anymore. Yeah. Oh, my life can, as it were, yeah. continue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was awkward because yeah, exactly. I would have given anything to have my daughter yeah. still here. Yeah. But here was I experiencing relief mm -hmm. and sadness yes. at the same time so mm -hmm. grief can be conflicting yeah, it can be it can it, be really conflicting yeah and you're so right i mean we we miss having our babies mm -hmm. here like mm -hmm. you said we'll do anything to, to have, have them, them here, here you yeah. know but here we are you know um and you might be listening you might be in a situation where you probably were in a stressed out job. Mm. So remember we said that grief isn't just about dying. Yeah. It's about other losses. You Maybe you are in a stressed out job and then you got laid off. A part of you could be relieved, relieved that, <laughs> oh my God, I'm no longer in this stressful environment. Yeah. But then the other part is sad, like, oh my God, my livelihood mm, has been taken from me. You so know? True. Yeah. Or another example could be, you know, someone in a bad marriage. A bad marriage, yeah. So um, true. You are, you've now divorced a part of you is like, wow, mm. thank God I am out of this marriage. And the other side is like, oh my God, you know, that, that security. security of a marriage yeah. in court yeah. is yeah. no longer there. So yeah. that is where the conflicting feelings come in. And mm. when you're experiencing that, that is grief. That is grief. Yeah. That is grief. Mm. So true. Okay. So uh, the last definition of grief that we are going to share today is the feeling of reaching out for someone who has always been there. Only to find that when you need them one more time, they are no longer there. I know. Wow. I know. I know. I know that feeling so well. You know, I recently lost a friend mm. and I remember one of those days reaching out for her, mm. you know, because she had been so part of my life. Mm. She was so resourceful. If I needed anything, she wow. was one call away. Mm. And one day I just picked up my phone and messaged her only mm. to realize that, oh my goodness, She's not going to reply, yeah, she's gone. you know, so you have that unconscious feeling of, mm -hmm. oh, I want to reach out for this person. Mm -hmm. Oh, my husband used to always do this. Mm. So default mode, hmm. you know, so grief is reaching out for someone and then realizing, oh, they're not there. They're not there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, you know, it's a lot of emotions, yeah. a lot of emotions. And you may be listening, nodding your head in agreement mm. because you have experienced one loss or the other. And didn't realize that what you have been feeling is grief. grief. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you've probably gathered by now that grief doesn't only occur as a result of death. In fact, there are over 43 losses yeah. that are considered to invoke grief. Mm. <laughs> Some examples, we've already talked about death, mm. divorce, yeah. retirement, mm. moving. Yeah. Um, even pet loss, mm -hmm. people don't talk about these things, but yeah. people, you know, experience grief when they've yeah. lost the pet, financial changes, mm. end of addiction. Mm. Then we also have some, you know, intang intangible losses, losses as well. Yeah, that's so true. So if you, if someone has gone through like sexual abuse, yeah, loss of your innocence, exactly. you know, loss of trust. trust. Hmm. 
loss oh, of your childhood. That's so true. That's so true. And those are things people don't stop and consider. I'm telling you. You know, even getting married, loss of your singlehood. singlehood. <laughs> you know? You know? So, I know. It's... That just goes to show that everyone has experienced loss, mm. whether big, whether small. small. And the definition of big and small will depend on depend you. Depend on you. And yeah. that relationship or whatever that thing was. So again, whatever loss you may have experienced, we're here to reassure you that you are not alone and what you're experiencing is normal. Yeah. So let's move on. You know, let's move on to this grave misconception that a lot of people have about grief. Yeah which is that there are stages of grief. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, you know how you never study or read about grief until it happens to you? And Tell me about that. When I lost um, my daughter, in trying to figure out what was going on in my life, I kind of read up about all the stages of grief, mm. you know, um, you start from denial, mm. bargaining, acceptance, depression... Mm-hmm. Those were the stages of grief. Some school of thought will say there are six stages. Mm. Some will say there are four, there are five, seven, and <laughs> so on. And when I couldn't find myself in uh-huh. most of those stages, mm. I probably felt that maybe I wasn't grieving right. Mm-hmm. Maybe something was wrong with my own grieving mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just wasn't getting it. Yeah. But I have come to realize, you know, over time and also reading from resources, I think it was... Um, the grief um, handbook, yeah. you know, that kind of broke it down mm-hmm. and made me re-realize that, oh, this has been wrong. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, when you look at the grief um, uh, um, journey yeah. of many people, it's different. Yeah. So when you talk about stages, when that book was written, it was written with people who were who had received the diagnosis of yeah. death mm-hmm. in mind. So mm-hmm. people who had been diagnosed with a long-term disease, yeah. who knew they were dying and mm-hmm. those were their reactions yeah. and i relate with that because i share that i had uh, my daughter was diagnosed yeah. with an incurable disease so we got her prognosis when she was about eight months mm. you know and the doctors told us that yeah. it doesn't look good huh. we're not sure she's good we, they didn't say they're not sure they were sure hmm. that she was going to die okay. you know so i went home having to yeah either accept that or fight it, fight it. So I went through that stage. I wouldn't call it denial. I would say it was an expression of my faith Mm. because I believed that God was going to heal her, Mm -hmm. you know, and obviously there was a part of bargaining involved where Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh God, if you heal this child, Mm. you know, the whole world will hear you. Mm. So I can relate that when there is a diagnosis of death, those stages Stages. are common before you get from when you receive the news Mm -hmm. to when you accept it, Mm -hmm. you can go through all of those stages. But when I lost my daughter, Mm. There was nothing to begin. There was nothing to deny. You know, and and we'll talk about what the normal Mm -hmm. grief, you know, reactions uh, reactions are. But those stages of grief did not fit into what I was feeling. So we're trying to say that if you have lost a loved one Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, everyone is talking, saying that I should be depressed. Mm -hmm. Everyone is saying I should be bargaining. Mm -hmm. Darling, Mm -hmm. listen on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank you for breaking that down. And the book Stella was referring to was written by Elizabeth um, Kuplaros. And her work was on death and And dying. dying. But a number of people, even media, have, you know, taken her work... Out of context. Out of context. And a lot of grievers are now hurting because they're not fitting into the box Mm -hmm. of, you know, the stages. And they're like, okay, there must be something wrong with me. something wrong with me and my grieving style. Exactly. You know, maybe I should seek... 
some kind of, you mm -hmm. know, help to help me grieve, yeah. you know, in this fashion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's not that way. It's yeah. not that way. But what we've come to realize and what is actually true is that every grief is individual and unique. So true. I mean, think about it. <laughs> Stella and I have both lost mm -hmm. babies. Mm -hmm. Yes, they both had... Um, Clinical diagnosis uh, yeah, and all diagnosis. of that. Yeah, diagnosis. But our journeys have been different. So entirely different. Yeah. A part of it might be similar in some sense because we've both lost babies. But the actual journey itself mm -hmm. is unique to us because the relationship you had with Tamara is different, different from the relationship I had with Moraki or Caleb. Yeah. So yeah. do not let anyone compare your loss or your grief to someone else's. And that's so true because mm -hmm. you find that a lot. Yeah. You, when you go to 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 support someone yeah. and you say, "Oh, don't cry, mm. me too, I lost my friend," mm. you can't compare you can't your compare. loss. Yeah, your relationship with your friend would have been different from this other person's yeah. relationship with whoever yeah, they lost. lost. Yeah, so it's okay to just say, "Sorry, I'm here for you." I don't know how you. I don't feel. know how you, you feel <laughs> because you don't, and mm. it's it's really wrong to tell someone, yeah, "I know how, how you feel," feel because yeah. the truth is, you, you don't, don't know. know. You don't know. You don't know. And again, it's the same as, you know, two people who have lost their moms. Mm. You shouldn't say things like, oh, I lost my mom too, when da-da-da. Your relationship with your mom is different from this person's relationship with their mom. So again, mm. it seems like we are belaboring the point, but we are basically saying there is no point trying to compare, compare. your loss or minimize, someone, minimize else's someone else's loss. And you're saying, I lost a mom too, mm. so you should be okay. Mm. You should pull through. You, you pull don't through. know what underlines yeah you know each relationship, each relationship so yeah so in as much as grief is unique mm. and it's you know in individual to everyone there are still some typical responses to grief yeah you know such as reduced concentration a sense of numbness disrupted sleeping patterns um change the change in your habits, eating habits yeah. roller coaster of emotional energy so typically, grievers will experience one or more of this. Yeah. What yeah. would you say? Stella, I, I think it's case? so true. I mm. think it's so true. You know, these are the things that you can expect. And mm. when they happen, they are part of grief. Mm. It's normal. Mm. And I, I experienced, I mean, a sense of numbness. Mm. My daughter died in my arms. Mm. Imagine that, you know. And my initial reaction was, this can't be, you know, mm -hmm. I was numb, yeah. I was dazed, mm -hmm. you know. And what followed after that was, you know, I just would stay up at night. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. I didn't want the smell or sound or mm. taste of food. And I was just all over the place, a mm. roller coaster of emotions. So those, I experienced that, yeah. you know. So if you are experiencing that, it is normal. Mm -hmm. So what do you do with all of those emotions? Yeah. So before we talk about what, what we do with all of those emotions, I, I wanted to share what I experienced mm. as well. You know, I experienced um, a sense of numbness as well. Mm. Reduced concentration was a big one for me because I was running I was running my business, but for some reason I just couldn't focus. Mm. And then um, sleeping pattern, maybe not so much for me, but then my eating habits yes i was impacted there and then the big one for me was a roller coaster of emotional mm. energy one week i'm high and like you know yeah, buzzing that's it and then two weeks i'm two down weeks in bed. Just in i'm bed. out <laughs> and i remember i had to take a um, a job 
Um, because like I said, I couldn't concentrate on my business. So I took a graduate role. This mm. is me from nearly a manager, you know, managerial level, going back to take a graduate, a graduate role. role because I knew that I didn't require a lot of brain cells oh, <laughs> to wow. do my work. Oh, wow. But even in that job, I would go do my work, do my work, and then I would crash, wow. get a note from my GP who will sign me up for a month or wow. two weeks or whatever. And then I would be fine, go back to work. And I was just on wow. that yo-yo, which was wow. ridiculous. You know, for me, mm. for my employer, yeah. it wasn't a good thing, you know. So those are the type of impacts, impacts yeah. that grief can have on you. Hmm. So Stella, did you know mm-hmm. that grief has often been mislabeled as ADHD, wow. depression, PTSD, and many other pathological conditions. Wow. In fact, um, as you know, I'm a grief recovery specialist, and most of the medical health pr- practitioners that work with grief recovery specialists have said that they have found that, that although their clients come to them mm. for you know, mental health issues. Issues, there's something on the line. There's always something on the line, which usually turns out to be grief. Of course. So, but here you are, being misdiagnosed, Mm. you've been given, and I remember once when I went to my GP, she was like, should I give you pills? You know, it seems like you're depressed. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'm I'm not not depressed. depressed. I'm hurting, I'm in pain. Yeah. You know, so a lot of, there's been a lot of mislabeled grievers, misdiagnosed um treatments give and medication given yeah. to grievers who simply all they want to do is recover they want to recover they loss. want to find a way you know through their grief yeah. you know and well it's just that we are in a culture that we're just so easy to label mm-hmm. to medicate yeah. as 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 a a form of mm-hmm. outlet mm-hmm. you know but it's understanding what is really going on in yeah. somebody's life mm-hmm. and getting to the root of, root it, of it yeah you know so a study of 80, 88,000 U.S. mental health clients established that a large percentage of people diagnosed as depressed mm. and placed on antidepressant drugs are not wow. clinically depressed. Wow. Just, just to, to, to buttress what I was saying. Hmm. They're not. They're actually ex- experiencing unresolved grief hmm. due to poor losses wow. in their life. Imagine mm. that statistic. That's you know, huge. It's huge. And once grief is not embraced and walked through, mm. you will not end up healing. You mm. will end up covering and bearing that. And time will elapse. And time, we say, does not heal wounds. Yeah. It's about what you do. Time. Yeah, it's, it's what mm. you do in the passage of time yeah. that will cause that healing to occur. Mm. So we always, we, we advocate you facing grief, yeah. taking actions yeah. that will guarantee your healing. Yeah. You know, and I always like to use that example of a fractured bone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you have a fracture, mm-hmm. you seek help. Yeah. You go to the hospital, you get an x-ray done, they mm-hmm. book you for surgery. It's yeah. an immediate action. Yeah. And so when your heart is broken, broken, when you're grieving, you can't layer it up and cover it and say, okay, let's forget about it. Mm. Time will heal it. Hmm. If you don't, it will fester. Yeah. You know, grief is messy and hard. Uh-huh. But you can't heal if you run away from it. Mm. You can't even go around it. Mm. You have to go through it. You have to face it. Mm. Wow. That's that's huge. Yeah. That is so huge. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people living with unresolved grief. And it is accumulating. Mm-hmm. Because each loss that you have, if you do not deal, deal with, with it, it yeah. it just piles it's, on and piles on. And it affects 
every Everything. facet of your life. Of it affects your relationship with your children, yeah. your spouse, your mm-hmm. neighbors, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've seen angry people. Yeah. And they, they were never like that. Exactly. But a loss occurred yeah. that was never dealt with. Dealt with mm-hmm. And that has accumulated and yeah. bitterness has sipped in. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be listening and wondering, oh, am I, am I, do I fall into this category? <laughs> do I have unresolved, unresolved grief? <laughs> so here are some ways that you can tell if you're experiencing unresolved grief. If you're unwilling to think about or talk about, mm. you know, the person who has died or the job that you lost or express feelings about any other losses, it's mm. likely that you are experiencing it, yeah. Yeah, unresolved grief. If fond memories turn painful when mm. you talk about them, you may be experiencing unresolved grief. Wow. Or if you only want to talk about the positive aspect of a relationship, mm. you may be incomplete or experiencing unresolved grief. And then the other, the flip side, if all you want to talk about is, is the negative person. aspect, yeah, the negative you know, aspect, yeah. then there might be unresolved Something. grief mm. as well. But thankfully there is hope. And yeah. that's part of why we're doing this podcast, yeah. you know, to, Hold your hand to help you find that new meaning to life mm. after loss. And you can actually recover from grief. You can. You know, when people hear the word grief and recovery, they're like, uh-uh, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, how can you, <laughs> how recover, can you recover from recover? grief? Because society has taught us that you can't. Mm. You just live with it. Yeah, you live with it and, you know, it keeps you down. It keeps, and- yeah. And then some days you're fine. You just go on with it. It's this cross you have to carry. Mm. But Stella, let me ask you, point blank. <laughs> would you say you have recovered from grief? To be honest, mm. I have recovered from grief. Wow. You know, when I encountered loss, hmm. I never imagined what my tomorrow was going to be like. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. what the days ahead were going to be. Yeah. I didn't know how I was going to, you know, get through it. Mm-hmm. But I'm here mm. and... I look back on the events with no pain, no bitterness, more I'm thankful that Mm -hmm. I had to go through it. My perspective about my loss has changed greatly, you know, and so I can say that you can recover from grief, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can. And for me, what really helped me was facing my grief. Yeah. accepting it for what it was. I have lost a child, mm-hmm. you know, and I allowed myself mm-hmm. to feel what it was I was feeling. Yeah. Grief is healthy. Mm. And I realized that I didn't have to carry that on my own. Mm. I wasn't alone. Mm. God was with me mm. and I had community. Yeah. So I took certain actions. Yeah. And by action, I mean with admitting that I had laws, mm-hmm. identifying the things in my life that, you know, I, I, I had not admitted, yeah. you know, yeah. that came with that loss, mm-hmm. you know, and identifying, oh, I've lost a child. I've lost the dream of being a mom. Mm-hmm. I've lost, you know, all that came with losing yes. a child. She was my first child. Yeah. So I sat down and I was like, what has, what have I really lost? Mm. Why do I feel so sad? Mm. Why am I feeling this way? Mm. And I began to turn to look to God yeah. with my grief. Yeah. And I said, okay, God, this is how I feel. Mm. You know, you created me. Yeah. And I surrendered. Yeah, wow. That's and amazing. it was at the point of surrender, talking mm. to God, finding an outlet through writing. Yeah. That I began to take steps, yeah. steps towards healing mm. and not dwelling on myself and trying to focus my pain by helping Others. other people. Yeah, that, helps. that was my pathway to recovery. Wow. So Amazing. you can recover. Mm-hmm. You can recover. Mm. 
Wow. Thank you so much, Stella. I mean, that that is, I like how you broke it down. And I hope you're taking notes. You know, Stella shared a number of things on what helped her on the path of recovery. For myself as well, I would say that, you know, I have recovered. That stabbing pain mm. that I used to have in my chest is no longer there. Yeah. And to think that this was just, it's not even up to two years as yeah. at the time we we're recording this podcast. That can only be a miracle. Yeah. But a miracle attached to me taking steps mm. very similar to Stella where I acknowledge my pain. I looked for help. And I think we have an episode where we're going to break down, you know, how to yeah. get help. You know, so for me as well, I was able to get to a point where I surrendered to God and allowed him to take that pain and use it Please. to turn it from ashes mm. into beauty. So again, when you hear the word recovery, recovery really is feeling better. It's not forgetting it's not what forgetting. you lost or who you lost. Because I think some people feel that if they let go of the pain, they're going to forget. They would forget. No, you you can never Those forget. memories stay with you yeah, they forever. Would stay with you, it's you remembering know. it in a new way. In a new, exactly. It's carrying those memories along with you. Yeah. And still allowing yourself to make new memories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is recovery. Yeah. I remember my beautiful Tamara mm. every single day. Exactly. But when I remember her, I remember her with a smile. Yes. With gratitude. Yeah. You know, thank you for coming into yeah. our lives yeah. and changing mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. That's how I remember yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You know, for me, you know, I've completely turned away from being this angry woman yeah. to uh, wow. having a life of gratitude and wow. saying I'm so blessed wow. that Moraki Okileb was in our lives wow. even if it was just for seven months yeah. you know and that is recovery that is recovery wow. recovery is also being you know it is acknowledging that it is perfectly all right to feel sad mm. but you can still talk about your feelings yeah. no matter how those around you react you That's can still so you can say yes I'm feeling sad right now mm. I'll be fine with it uh, yeah and it's also been able to enjoy fond memories memories without turn, having them turn into it being painful. Yeah. And it is also acquiring the skills that we should have been taught as children. Mm. You know, because these skills help us to deal with loss directly. Yeah. Recovery isn't easy. You you, you might be listening and think, oh, you, you ladies have it easy. No, <laughs> it wasn't an easy venture. It wasn't an easy task. Mm. We took some action steps that got us to this point, that got us to the point where we are actually now creating a podcast yeah. for others on the journey. Yeah. So, and we are here to hold your hand, but recovery is also going to require your open-mindedness, mm. open-mindedness, yeah. your willingness and courage to face your loss. That's so true. So, so true. Courage is what is needed yeah. to move from a place of pain and mm -hmm. brokenness mm -hmm. to a place where you say, I'm not going to let that define me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let that stop me from living yep. alive yeah. that God has intended. Yeah. It's courage. And you know, it the is. Bible, there's so many passages in the Bible that urge us to be courageous, to mm. be brave, to be strong. Yeah. So recovery is possible. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. So today we're just going to round up, you know, by saying again that you're not alone on this journey. Please acknowledge how you feel mm -hmm. per time. Yeah. Write if you need to, journal your yes. thoughts. Yes. And always, always be emotionally honest with yourself and others. So true. So true. Do you have, Stella, do you have any other advice for our listeners before we round up? Now? Yes, I, I really want to encourage our listeners to go before God and lament before him. Um, that is one thing that really helped me to um, come out of my pain. Mm. 
and it's not something that is taught how to lament mm. when you're going through a struggle or a difficult time god wants you to come to him mm. in honesty and be open about your pain it's not going to god complaining mm. about god it is complaining to god mm. about what you're going through right. you know the bible defines oh sorry the dictionary defines mm. a lament as a passionate expression of grief or mm. sorrow wow and in the book of Jeremiah, we see how, uh, in the book of Lamentations, yeah. we see how Jeremiah, Jeremiah. lamented over Israel. Mm. And I like how Rick Warren sums it nicely. He says, we must go to God and complain to him mm. and tell him what it is that we don't like, yeah. what it is that we think is unfair or mm -hmm. painful. And while we do that, we appeal to his nature. Yeah. And we say, God, I know you're a good God. Mm. I know you're a kind God. Mm. You know, I know you can help me through this. Yeah. And we remind him of his word. I did a lot of that because mm. I had lost a child and mm -hmm. I had a diagnosis that I couldn't have healthy children. Mm. So I would go to God in prayer and say, God, how far? What's going on? Mm. Why are you allowing me grieve like yeah. this? But you're a good God. You're a mm. kind God. You've said in your word mm -hmm. that I will carry my children. Mm -hmm. And as I laid all my pain yeah. at his feet, yeah. I began to express trust in God and say, God, I think you, you're a good God. You've done this before, so yeah, you would do it again. again. Yeah. You know, God is our heavenly father and yeah. he wants to help us bear this load. Yeah. So if you're listening to us and you're feeling like, I can't recover. Mm. I can't get to this point where these girls are. Mm. This thing is heavy. Mm. I've lost my mom. I've lost my dad. I've lost my child that I prayed for. Mm. We want to let you know that God sees you. Mm -hmm. God hears you. Mm -hmm. And he's willing yeah. to heal your heart. If you could go to him in lament, mm -hmm. in open honesty, and mm. let him take your hand yeah. and help you through it, there mm. is healing. Mm. There is light. We're just going to speak a prayer over your yeah. life and ask that you will find the presence of God where Amen. you are. You will Amen. experience his presence. Amen. Bible says that in his presence, there is fullness of joy Amen. and pleasures forevermore. Yeah. We ask that you will feel him close. Yeah. He says he is near to the brokenhearted, mm. that you will experience him near you yes. and that he will uplift you. You will find comfort. Amen. You will find comfort and courage to take the steps that are necessary to go through your pain and Amen. go through your loss. Amen. And I pray that God will plant community around you. Amen. The right people that will speak grace and life Amen. and love into you. Yes, and that you will find the courage to receive that love. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. And amen. amen. Wow, what a powerful prayer. Thank you so much, Stella, oh, for thank you, sharing, you know, all of your experience or and some of it. Thank you for sharing too. Yeah. It's so encouraging to sit on this chair with you and <laughs> see how God has brought us mm, out. Yeah. I remember, girl, mm -hmm. the first time I spoke to you and I see the progress you have made. Oh, thank and you, I want anyone to know that yeah. recovery is, pers is very possible. Yeah, it is. It is. So thank you again, you know, for tuning in today. We, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from all our listeners. So please leave us a review on the podcast app that you're listening from. Leave us a rating, five star preferably. Of course. <laughs> and please share this podcast with anyone you know who may be experiencing loss, yes. emotional loss of any, any kind. kind. Yeah. 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 Okay then. So till next time. Till next time. Yeah. God bless. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found great value in this episode. 
Yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, review and share. See you next week. Bye.